Ain't nothing worse than a smart dumb nigga. All right, so good afternoon, everybody. We're back at it again. Another episode of the Smart Dumb Podcast. Another fantastic interview. Another individual based out of Phoenix, Arizona, or currently living in Phoenix, Arizona, that we're going to uh, learn about. Um, for all of you who, or for anybody who had previously heard Annika from Her Story Raps, uh, this is the gentleman. He was the main reason why I got to meet her and interview with her. And if you did hear it, you would have heard the shout out you know, mid to late in that interview. So really excited to finally get to speak with him. Um, without further ado, please introduce yourself. Uh, peace, family. Peace, brother. Uh, my name is Ali, brother Ali. Um, I'm a uh, just a just a excited individual, excited to be on the podcast, uh, conversing with you, building with you. Um, like you said, live in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, involved in a couple of things out here, ranging from Archwood Exchange, Phoenix Local Organizing Committee, which is a grassroots organizing group focused on justice and economic empowerment. Archwood is a is a, a business, black business initiative focused on uh, building up black businesses and economic empowerment, as well as uh, Phoenix Cash Mob Team which is a Buying Black initiative, which is part of uh, Phoenix Local Organizing Committee and a couple other things, but it all centers around economics, economic power, economic development for our community. Okay, great, great. I like that. So let it, let's, let's start with the, you know, kind of the foundation, if you will. So is Phoenix, is Phoenix your, uh, where you're from? I'm not, I'm from uh, Alabama originally. Oh. Uh, I, I was born in Germany, military brat, grew up all okay. over mostly Alabama and Texas, and then, uh, and then I've been here 10 years. Okay, okay. So will Alabama be Huntsville? Huntsville, that's right. Okay, okay. I got an uncle living out there, and I, I'm, I'm aware that there's uh, military, you know, back in there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, so yeah, military took you all over. What were some of the highlights? What were some of the favorite places that you enjoyed in your travels? Huntsville is probably up there, uh, just because that was kind of, you know, my coming of age. Um, California, I lived in Oakland, California for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in uh, a little tiny place called White Sands, New Mexico, which is, a, which is a really small military base and everybody basically knew everybody. You could ride your bike from one end of the base to the, to the <laughs> other end. So that was kind of interesting growing up in that environment. Um, and then El Paso, Texas is where I lived. Uh, you know, I kind of just grew up from boyhood to manhood and built some really strong friendships, people I'm still friends with to this day. Um, I tell people a lot, as I was growing up, I hated it because I never, every place I went to, you know, there were really strong bonds that people had built over a lifetime. They went to the same kindergarten, middle school, high school on up. Right. Uh, I was coming as an outsider, so it was hard to kind of break in, especially in Alabama. You think about, you know, people down south and things like that, like, they had really strong relationships and me coming in from at that time I was coming from New Mexico. So mm-hmm. I looked different. I sound different. <laughs> and uh, so it was just hard to, it was just hard to fit in and build good relationships. But 
over time, what that's taught me how to do is just how to communicate and how to connect with people, you know, from any background. Right. Uh, so that's something that I, I cherish now, but growing up, it was hard. Right. No, no, that's definitely relatable. Um, so I, we have a lot in common. So you lived in Oakland. I was born in Sacramento, in Fremont, excuse me. I was born in Fremont. Okay. Okay. For a couple of years, um, was moved by seven. Um, but I lived in three different states before high school and multiple cities in those states. So a lot of people thought I was military. I, I get that the whole, the whole, okay, I was just getting comfortable here and now. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, especially when you're a kid, that's hard. Mm, right. It is hard. It is hard. I would just say, as soon as you build some really strong friendships and then you got to yep. leave. Yep. 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 We weren't, you know, it wasn't like, you know, okay, but now nah, it's cool. Just hit me on Instagram. Now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, try, I had some friends. We tried to do the little pen pal thing for a while, man. Nah. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's crazy connecting with people. Now that social media is there, I'm right. connecting with people. I went to elementary school, middle right. school, all around the world. I was in North Carolina. That's uh, that was uh, that's where I grew up in high school. So that's why I tell people I, you know, was raised and was from. I gotcha. have been there since 2010. And I hadn't, and I've been living in Maryland for two years, and I still hadn't made it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Facebook was definitely big. Thanks right, that. right. It was definitely good to, <laughs> to connect right. people that are, you know, different parts of the country. So I appreciate that. And as a kid, that was quite a thing to deal with. But since you figured it out, the whole, uh, you know, moving around a lot and having to get to know how to get along with different people, now it's serving both you and I well. You know, absolutely, um, absolutely. So it's a, it's a balance you have to find. You don't want to just go through nonsense, but you also we got to get challenged a little bit so we can grow. Uh, right. You Without know. a doubt. And, and you know, hard as it was, it's probably better to go through it in the adolescence than to get yeah. to adulthood and be closed-minded or not know how to communicate with people and things like that and have That's to fit navigate that. You know, at a later stage. That's a fact. That's a fact. I agree. So good. That was a great intro. So we can start with Archwood Exchange. Uh, yes. When I'm most familiar with, I just didn't know that was you. Uh, you, um, but definitely for the people who are unfamiliar, uh, just yeah, again from the beginning. Uh, yeah. Let's tie in. You know, uh, however you know, however you can, just tie in that upbringing that you have and how it led you to this economic. Uh, foundation that you currently have, and then go ahead and, and, and go through like each of these. You know, companies. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, and I want to stay up front. Archwood isn't isn't me. It's 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 one hundred percent team effort. Like okay. I'm okay, I'm, right, right, okay, right, right. Don't yeah. definitely. I respect that. I respect. Yeah. That. I always want to make sure that you know that that's understood and that's highlighted. It's 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 five of us that work extremely hard, as well as you know volunteers and other supporters and things like that. Mm -hmm. um so the um oh but how how all of it ties in I, I i i honestly wish i knew i mean i know i know some of the ingredients like my mom was a entrepreneur is an entrepreneur um and a hustler like she just was able to go and get it so i watched her you know all throughout uh my childhood and growing up just seeing her make something out of nothing um so that that's been in my dna um you know and uh, as i but i didn't i i i did business when i was younger you know she kind of got me started early i used to sell watches in middle school and 
you know, I used to sell Bluetooth headsets in high school when those were a thing. Uh, when they first came out, you know, I used to, I just dibbled and dabbled in all kinds of stuff, just, mm -hmm. just trying to kind of be like her and just trying to do my own thing, not wanting to work for anybody. Right. Uh, but the, how I came to this whole economic focus for the community and for us as a people was, uh, I think, partly that, partly my passion and, and, and interest in that, um, but also just looking at the condition and looking at the history uh, and how uh, much economics plays into our struggle um, and has played into our struggle. Mm -hmm, you know, definitely. From, from, from the rooter to the tutor, right? Ever since we yeah. got here, um, uh, you know, slave, capitalism based on slavery right. and reconstruction and, and having the land taken from us, having Black Wall Street burned down, even things that are happening to this day uh, gentrification, redlining, all this stuff is all, you know, economics and our lack of economic power, you know, not, not no fault of our own is the reason why these things continue to happen to us and why we aren't able to bring about the significant kind of change that, it, that we all want and need to see, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, um, to provide for us for future generations. Um, so when I saw the intersection of those things, the need for economic power and my whatever modicum uh, a gift I have when it comes to business solutions and business ideas and turning those solutions into actual uh, enterprise, you know, I felt that that was uh, the creator speaking to me and give, showing me illustrated for me what my purpose here uh is wow uh, and so that's so that's where that's where it started and then from there you know i just started to seek out opportunities to to put it to use um I, and i honestly don't even remember what the first thing was that that came about archway wasn't the first thing i, I started working with loc first and started leading the economic initiative, or working in the economic initiatives, eventually leading the economic initiatives for LLC. Uh, and then I met uh, Henry and Shalanda, um, who are our partners in Archwood Exchange. And we were just brainstorming and we were all on the same path of trying to uh, bring about, you know, sustainable change for our people and seeing that business uh, and economics as, as part of the root of that. And, and that's how Archwood Exchange came about. We were gonna, we were gonna open a store. Um, and then it just kind of, as we, as we tried things and experimented with things, it just kind of continued to blossom and we continued to learn from it. And eventually uh, Archwood Exchange was born and the Buy Black Marketplace was a, was a product of that. That's great. Now, I wanna elaborate on that last point right there. Um, sure. For, and specifically as, you know, for, for somebody, any stage of their entrepreneur, you know, journey, whether they're already in and kind of struggling or doing great, you know, or haven't started yet, please talk about or elaborate again on how you had one idea and then you changed that idea and, you know, were in the team, of course, was open to, to modifying and, and some of it was planned and some of it you probably had to. Uh, and then you said, oh, okay, well, 
one day you realize that the whole collaboration and what you do currently uh, is a good route to go. Like, it yeah. didn't, you didn't just say, you aren't just sitting, you know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, let's just do this from day one. Like, not right, just- right. Yeah, so for us, you know, we had a we had a, a a specific idea in mind, and I think I think part of it gets down to timing, right? Like, I I never want to be in the position to discourage anybody from, you know, pursuing a, a vision or a dream or anything like that. Right. Um, I think some things time sometimes timing is important. Yes. And so we uh, so that so the idea I guess I didn't elaborate that the, the the idea that we started with was a store and it was only gonna sell uh black owned or black uh, pr- uh produced products. So think like CVS, but nothing but black stuff. Um mm-hmm. because we knew about the laundry detergent, we knew about the toilet paper, toothbrushes, there's a couple other things, hair products and things like that. So we thought, you know, this is a dynamite idea. We 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 rented out uh, a storefront, and we started to make contact with some of the vendors and put together our product list. And you know, like we were like going through the motions. And um, what what um, the path that we went down, or the process that we went down, to I think help us to arrive where we are today is you have to take time and do analysis of of the strengths that you have, the Mm -hmm. the opportunities that you have. The SWAT. The SWAT, exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, The strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats, as Mm -hmm. well as the the resources that you have. Mm. Like, you know, we we, uh, eat pretty easily and quickly determined that we didn't have enough money to be paying (laughs) For a uh, a storefront and pay staff and keep lights on and inventory and all these kind of things, mm-hmm. and at the same time, when we looked at the the weaknesses of something like that, um, to to get the word out about something like that is it would take a pretty substantial marketing effort, right? Because it's a brand new store concept, you know, and um. I don't, I don't, I don't bash us for anything because of what we've been through. But you know, we, uh, when it comes to buying black and supporting black, you know, I, we have to get to a point where we're getting everybody's money. Okay. And uh, for an effort like that, you know, obviously the predominant consumer base would be black folks. Right. And so to try to market it, to try to uh, get people to to be conscious enough to buy black on a consistent enough basis to make it successful. And um, um, what was I going to say? And to try to keep the prices low enough and and all those types of things um, would would just be a a more of a challenge than was necessary. And so we tried to think about other ways to attack it because we still, we still wanted to do it. We still saw the potential in it. Um, and, but, but we took time to, to start to think about other ways that we could attack it using the resources that we did have available, the skill set that we did have. And uh, so I think, uh, I think it was right around that time, Henry Shalanda were, they were, they traveled to go and, uh, and sell. So they were in Houston 
and they observed a buy black marketplace out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I want to say they're the first buy black marketplace in the country. Now there are four us, them, Sacramento, and I think there's one more, maybe, uh, I think maybe Dallas. Okay. Uh, um, but, but they went out there, connected with them, learned about what they're doing, you know, had a conversation. And then we brought it back here and we started to talk about how we can make it uh, real for Phoenix, Arizona. And then that's where um, Archwood Exchange Presents the Buy Black Marketplace came from. Well, we basically wrapped the two because uh, um, for those that haven't been there, Archwood Exchange is the brand and we still sell all those products. We sell the laundry, toilet paper, all that stuff. We sell it at the Buy Black Marketplace. But what that allows us to do is a couple of things. Um, first and foremost, it allows us a, a place to build community. So as, as a storefront would have been a revenue generator and a, and a profit generator, sure enough. Um, but would that be a place where we can come and build with each other and build community and, and, and get back to some of those things that are missing? It wouldn't. Um, and two, once we started to really look at what was out there, we, we found that we actually don't make enough stuff to fill a whole store mm-hmm. and, it, and it was and it's varied like if we talk about cvs like we make laundry detergent we make toilet paper and then it, the rest of it probably would have been food <laughs> so <laughs> you know what it wasn't a lot out there to to make um you know a good solid business model for a store okay. uh, at that time this was at that time Fair. Um, so, um, but would it provide enough, as many opportunities as we can provide doing a marketplace, bringing the community in, show, letting people showcase what they do, their products and their services and so on and so forth. Um, so, so those were the things that once we started to discuss them, once we started to really look into, to, um, altering our model, um, um, it was a no brainer for us. And then what that has allowed us to do, um, and I don't think we realized it at that time, was to build the brand name. So now people know who Archwood Exchange is and what we're about. So now, two and a half years later, if we want to say, hey, we're going to build, we're going to open a store on, you know, 16th Street and Baseline, it's the Archwood Exchange store, you know, we have thousands of people that will actually know what that is versus nobody knowing what that was yeah. two years ago if we didn't have it before we should have a lot more diversity in our offering now one two you all are more savvy than you you know than you are and shout out to the other locations the other cities that are doing yeah we were there here in shalana were there um for new year's and had a conversation with the um with the market in houston Mm -hmm. about starting to actually build out some type of coalition nationwide yes. so that when we push it it's not just okay this is phoenix we're pushing a nationwide movement you know and even inviting other cities to come on board um uh, doing the same thing so it's mm-hmm. it's really exciting to see this you know at the very ground level and what it can become yeah so allow me to plug bob spotted it so that was another interview. oh yeah yeah so you already you already knew where you've seen it yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with Bob Spotter. Excellent. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Is that your app? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, first tell me about that. 
Who did? Uh, Freshmaker, DJ Freshmaker. Oh, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. well, at, we have so many people. Regard it doesn't matter what part of both our nation and our globe that they right. live in that are that are like minded and have the technology, we have the capability uh, to connect and grow and 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 everybody, uh, you know, everybody eat and and we all know that too. So it's not even like we got to convince each other uh, to connect. It just it just has to happen uh, over time. So that's yep. that's awesome. Also, you mentioned the Phoenix Black Mob team. Uh, yes, sir. Cash Mob. Oh, Cash Mob team. Okay. All right. So let us know. Obviously, I don't know. <laughs> Can't even <laughs> say. So please let us know uh, what that one is about. Yeah. So Cash Mob. It's in the in the same um, vein of of Archwood and Bind Black and Group Economics. That is a it's an initiative of the Phoenix Local Organizing Committee, but we we formed kind of a separate team somewhat for branding purposes, somewhat just for uh, concentration of the work, but we go and we support a, a business in the community um, every month. Um, we pick a business and we show up and spread love and promote them. And, you know, it, it, it's really in the name, a, a cash mob. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been doing that for two, it'll be two years in April, I believe. Um, and it's been going well and we just want to continue to grow it. Um, we see it as, as similar to Archwood where we can support a business. Obviously we're just supporting one or sometimes we'll invite a, you know, somebody to come in and vend at the location if it complements. Um, but we, we want, we see it as an opportunity to, to support the businesses in the community, but also at the same time build community. You know, so we're there and we're networking, we're building relationships and so on and so forth. Um, mm -hmm. So that's something that we want to continue to build on. We want to get to a point where, you know, we say there's a cash mob and there's a line around the corner. Um, yeah. And even to a point where we can say there's a cash mob and, you know, and everybody, like we said before, everybody shows up, you know, not just not just us, because. Right. We, we want to get to a point where, and we are at the point, I want to say it like we're not there, we are at the point where we compete at the level as with every other business. Right. Uh, you know, so we should, the, we should garner the support of the, of the local Phoenix community um, because we're creating jobs, because we're growing the local economy, we're doing great business, have great products and services. And it's icing on the cake that we're supporting our own people, um, but we should be garnering the support of everybody because, you know, that's the quality that we have. Yes, and it's definitely doable. Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, individual, you know, group effort or you know, coalition or anything. Why is there anything else in particular that that you want the floor to plug or you know, bring awareness to? Um, I would say, I mean, Phoenix Local Organizing Committee is the, is the kind of overarching organization for the cash mob. And, uh, um, so, so that's the economic initiative of the Phoenix Local Organizing Committee, but there's other aspects to the organization. There's a focus on education because we, we want, need, and deserve our own schools. Yeah. Um, there's a focus on defense because uh, we uh, do not need or deserve 
people to come in our communities and harass us and assault us and do the things, victimize us and do the things that they're doing. Yeah. Um, so we have the ability to protect ourselves. Uh, there's, there's ministry and committees for agriculture because as all this food is getting recalled and all this stuff is, they put all this stuff in the, in the food to make us sick. We need to be growing our own food that, that is healthy and organic and natural and all those things. So, so there's a, there's a, a whole overarching uh, mission and structure for the entire organization that is focused on service to the people and the benefit of the people. Um, but we, it, it, it needs some stuff like that needs support. It needs people who are willing to come in and serve and work. So I definitely put that out there to say, you know, there are opportunities to get involved as we see this, this government shut down and shutting mm -hmm. down this country on the decline. We have to get serious about our own liberation. We have to get serious about building up our own institutions that serve us in just ways and how and that's not going to come about by accident so the phoenix LLC is one of the one such institution that people can get involved in people can support with their their time their talent or financial resources to help us get to a, a place where we're independent where we are stable and that we can meet the needs of all of our people mm -hmm. agreed agreed yes it's uh specifically on the food that we're consuming and, and the, the health dangers there. Even when we did have a government uh, government department focused, right. it, it was still not effective. But right. it's supposed to be one of the greatest countries or the greatest country in existence. And we don't right. have that, that right. shut down. Like, there's something wrong. And and now you've seen they're going to, now that it's shut down, they're not inspecting the food. Um, they're they're running out of money for SNAP benefits, so we are so we already see who that's going to affect. Um, even even low income housing, they're they're once they run out of money for the low income housing, they say that they can start evicting people. So we already know who's going to be affected by uh, by some of these things that are that are going to start happening. So if we don't take any, I mean, it's, even though it's it's late in the game now, but there's probably things that we still can do to prepare or some type of precaution that we take that we look out for our people. Right. Um, if we, if we do nothing and we sit back and sit on our hands that we know what's going to happen. And we know that this government isn't going to look out for our people. Right. 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 No, there's, there's no lie there. No lie at all. Let's take a little bit of a break and then we'll get back to a, a second half, second part. All right. Alone Highway Tutoring is your student-centered online tutoring service. We provide subjects including math, English, and accounting, covering all grade levels from kindergarten through college, and we'll work with adults. Visit www.alonehighway.com to book your session today. Bob Spotter is the Black-owned business directory, providing information, shows, and news of interest to our community. Recycling our dollars has never been easier, so continue minding our business with Bob Spotter. Visit www.bobspotter.com or download the app on your Apple or Android device. Culture PHX 
is a community-focused company that promotes local cultural events and curates unique events to give back to our communities, local to Phoenix and abroad. Established in 2018, Culture PHX has hosted the Artists Against Cancer Benefit Basketball Game, provided community tickets to a Phoenix Suns game, and put many people in seats for the 2019 Phoenix Mercury season opener. Additionally, our events donate money back to a local nonprofit. Up next on August 11th is the WNBA Coast to Coast event, where we will provide affordable tickets for both the Los Angeles Sparks and the New York Liberty's home games. We are looking for corporate sponsors to support each game. Please visit www.culturephx.com and you can contact Jermel Powell or Christopher Owens for more information. All right, so welcome back, everybody. So we're here with Brother Ali, born in Swiss, um, and talking about Phoenix's uh, contribution to, or or his contribution to improving uh, you know, the state of being black in Phoenix, being black in America, uh, and and economic issues specifically. One, you know, one of the statements that you made that was very, you know, interesting to me is. We do know we're. I think this year is 400 years. You know, so we have uh, had multiple hundreds of years. When you mentioned the economic situation, not only were we suffering economically, but we were the currency to empower others. So it's almost you know it's basically like double jeopardy or exponential uh, compounded you know type of problem. So interesting than when you hear, you know, the just get over it crowd. It's like, eh, right. Yeah, well, you know, you <laughs> just figured this stuff out without using my you know, <laughs> here we are. Right. Right. So, well, that's the that's the most asinine part about it, because you say just get over it, but mm -hmm. we're it's not like it's in the past. Right. Right. Like we're still <laughs> dealing with and really from the effects of what happened to us and what continues to happen to us. So It'd be different if this is some distant thing, you know, that we don't feel the effects of today. But you say get over something that still affects me today. You know, clearly you're either misinformed or you you have some some really evil intention. There's some other agenda. Like, oh, why, why do you write? Why why do you want? To, why do you yeah. want us to pretend like this didn't happen? Why do you not want to take accountability? Yeah, because exactly. they don't want to have to. You know, they want to have to pay any type of price. Right. You know, that's, Dr. King said that, he said, he said you know, it's, it's easy to integrate a lunch counter, you know, but now we're dealing with economic justice and the nation's going to have to pay something, yeah. you know, and we know what happened after that. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, okay, we don't like what, how you talking. <laughs> yeah. oh, you're not, you're not dreaming no more. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, no question. No question. So let's not ever be confused. There is a war going on. Uh, uh, and we are, you know, the targets and the victims. Um, but there is a point, uh, and there is, you know, when you talk about like stress or, uh, you know, any any type of, you know, any type of conflicts, is like all you can really control is the individual. And yep. unfortunately, we do have uh, too many people who are actively choosing. Let's just be specific. There's nobody else but these whole grown adults fault 
that they have spent seven days typing on social media about Robert Kelly. That's, that's not nobody else's fault. Now, I am far from some black man, some cishet black man who's saying, why are y'all on him? By all means, by all means, criticize this dude. I, I, don't, right. I don't have no love for this dude. What I'm right. saying is 2019, lifetime, uh, shouldn't have, it's, all it did was give new information, but it was new uh, uh, proof of information people have known for years. No, right, right. You know, so, so what, what, what's the deal? And moreover, and moreover, what, like, what are we gonna do? Like, that man went to a, 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 um, a club this week, and you still got these random women, women, talking about, uh, uh, you know, kidnap me, be my slave, I still love this man, I don't care. It's like, it, wow. that's, what, that's how we got here. That's why 2001, when these tapes were circulating when I was a freshman at FAMU, and it was, you know, circulating everywhere else, that's why we didn't cancel, quote unquote, cancel him then. That's why we didn't cancel him when we found out about the little slaves recently. And I know there was at least two or three, you know, other major incidents that happened in between those times, and still, they're like, okay, but what's this song talking about? What's this hitting for? It 100% is. And mm. I don't know what to, I don't know what to chalk it up to, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's escapism. I don't know. I know, you know, after all that's been done to us, you know, we sick people, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Condition, you know what I mean? And it, it's, it's uh, disheartening because you know, those of us that, that have some awareness about us, we can see, you know, what's really going on and what what type of actions we need to take to get us to a higher level of freedom and a higher level, higher state of being, you know, but we stay in this low vibrational state and keep getting distracted by this stuff that at the end of the day doesn't mean anything. And not just like you said, not saying that that doesn't mean anything, but like, what are we gonna do? Like, we we did we can do something about it and and then move on to the next thing. But us talking about it and keeping regurgitating the same information that we already know isn't helping anybody. No, 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 not at all. So, you know, so then uh, one of my questions, more of a general question, is how do you? So you know, so then we invented the term hotep as a just not invented then we redefine hotep as a disparaging turn to mean right, right. anybody doing anything, <laughs> anything right halfway progressive you know it, it like i think of i think of, i think of oh you trying to kick knowledge you know what i mean it's like right, right, I, right. You know, like why, why why is trying to do better you know i mean we grew up and that was called talking white acting white right know, being white and then, okay, you were just a kid. That's okay. And we now have the awareness to say that was a silly thing to say. But right, we right. still have that mentality. Why is it that ignorance is so happily celebrated? A lot of very, very talented individuals in small businesses and, and et cetera uh, that are giving you your quality, uh, but people are dismissing them for the most ridiculous reasons, which, you know, is implicit bias. And so at the same time that we need to call the majority and the white men and their allied white women who we pretend are on our side, but then when we look <laughs> at the voting record, uh, right. they're just, you know, they're just white men with long hair. Right, right. We 
need to start realizing that we are in our own way. And so, it, like I said, let's be clear. It doesn't say, I'm not one of the don't talk about them until we fix home, but you right. can well better figure out how to do both. I mean, when you talk about, when we talk about the worthless, you know, the, the, the useless entertainment, it's okay to do that if you're still putting in the work. When you're not doing both, then it's a problem. And a lot of times we're not doing something that's incredibly vital and important to, you know, our road to being the kings and queens that we're supposed to. I agree with you, man. And it's a, that's a lot there, you know, it's a lot to unpack about that. I think um, I, I, I personally at times have taken issue because it's so, we, we seem to be so divided right now, you know, and the divisiveness just keeps uh, getting worse and worse. Uh, you know, I look at, some of the conversations that I see uh, between the brothers and sisters and, and how, div how divided we're becoming, you know, between the, the generations, the, the, the youth and the elders, how divided we're becoming. And it, it, it hurts to see it. Um, and, and when we talk about the, you know, quote unquote conscious community and how divided one, how divided is becoming within that community, but two, the the divided uh, divisiveness between the conscious community and everybody else. Right. Um, you know, point. me, the conscious community should be standing up as leaders and you know, and being more uh, understanding of of what everybody else is going through. Um, but at the same time, you know. The like you mentioned, the hotel and the I've seen people use woke as a as a you know disparaging term. Right, or, like that should be embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, like you're so woke, you need a nap and things like that. Like I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's if it's we're painting things with a broad brush. You know, nobody's perfect, right? So right, if, if one person who stood on the term hotel you know, offend somebody or, or their views are, you know, are extreme and, uh, uh, you know, and, and not, um, you know, not well accepted by the masses. Are we painting every person that thinks or that uses that term with that same brush? The same thing with woke, you know, like I, I, I still like the term woke. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, and I consider myself to be very woke, probably too woke. And so when I see people say, oh, you know, this person's so woke, they need a nap. Like I had to ask what that meant mm. uh, because it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, you know, it's that to me, woke is something we all should strive to be. Right. Uh, none of us should want to be sleep or sleepwalking or, or in a daze. We should want to be aware of what's happening around us. Um, but I don't know, uh, I don't know the source of it. Um, I don't personally think it's healthy um, for us to be that divided and for us, it's, it's like this, I think, I th personally, I think a lot of it gets to social media and how it's taken away um, personal accountability mm -hmm. and it's taken away that human connection because it's so easy to get online and say, oh, you know, you're this or you're that and you're, and you're speaking to one aspect of a person 
but you're not speaking to the entirety of that person. Yes, I'm woke, maybe I'm too woke, but I'm also a father, I'm also a black man that loves my people. I'm also the, like, you know, it, 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 so if you just look at the aspect of, oh, you're always talking about white people or you're always talking about the government, you need to go take a nap. It's like, well, why, why does that person think that way? And what else is going on with that person? Um, you know, to, to, to make them seem like they're too woke and need a nap. And so I just think, you know, there's, a, there's more understanding that we all could have that would hopefully lessen that divide um, and, and, and start to help us heal and start to be, you know, have a closer connection with each other. Yes, yes. So perfect. You know what was, because I was trying to head in the direction we're in, and then I got sidetracked, and then you brought us back. That's, that's, <laughs> one of them is the, yeah, how you balance somebody being educated and choosing to inform themselves as much as they can. Right, right. Being around the people who don't care for right. various reasons. Some of that is just, you know, that is a warped but understandable version of self-care. Maybe there's a lot of people who feel like they're completely in control of everything. And again, all you can really control is yourself. And you right. can do the right. best you can, but it's like, I mean, we go back to Black Wall Street. We were doing our thing. Man. Literally dropped a bomb. That's nobody's fault you know right. there's no like oh i should have done this instead like nah you right. our outside forces decided to intervene and you know we can we can we can make you know in that specific example we can kind of make preparations but you can't just simply say hey don't do that you know what i'm right. saying the way you have very wide control of yourself so uh people you know that, that are choosing to live in ignorance and not only that, try to group think other people yeah. into joining them is, is, is dangerous. And you know- It's we, very dangerous. That's a, that's a problem. Um, and we, we really need to work on that. Now, when we take these marginalized and un, underrepresented groups the loudest among us, not everybody, but the loudest and the ones that ultimately get the most attention aren't trying to say, hey, let me educate you. Can y'all, right. let's pay attention. Everybody's just trying to complain. Yep. Everybody's competing in the I'm the most hurt Olympics. Yeah. So that's black people, that's non-black POCs, uh, that's Africans. So we could even have Black Panther and enjoy one of the top five, top three <laughs> movies of all time without two main things happening. African people accusing Black people of stealing, uh, you know, their style. And then, you know, vice versa, Black people being, you know, having vitriol towards Africans. Mm -hmm. Then we had this contingency that recently came out a couple months ago when all the hype died down. And the hype lasted for a long time. Right. <laughs> but they had to be so mad <laughs> that they couldn't get this off. But finally, around December, I seen people say, so uh, can we start to talk about how overrated Black Panther is? No, we cannot. That movie right. did gross a billion dollars. That movie is cemented in, in history and movie lore. Like, right. your, your, your you know, wishes to be contrarian are nowhere near as important 
as what that movie and those people that helped make that movie represent. And right. people got to get over themselves on that. So, right. um, you know, and unfortunately, that also includes the LGBT community. So we've, they have uh, uh, stepped up and spoken up and they have more platforms and that's great. But a lot of people in that group are just using it to, to just say, you know, straight, straight men are trash. And that's all we, that's, 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 that's your major contribution. Uh, so, so we give you this opportunity. You can do anything you want. You can bring awareness to anything you want. And that's what you want to do. And then on top of that, uh, all these people don't want to engage in conversation. So the, another great point that you already made. We pride ourselves on writing threads. Right. We right. pride ourselves on quote tweeting one person's thing, probably taking it out of context, and then making twelve three, uh, twelve tweets in a row. Uh, didn't edit them. Didn't really organize them. Really freestyling. You can tell. You can tell by how they come out. You know, mm -hmm. and they weren't organized. And there's not meant to. It's not meant to say, "Hey, I want to have this conversation." It's a monologue. And right. Right. everybody else is like bragging on, yo, this person wrote a thread and everybody's so hyped. Twitter wasn't made for threads. It's 140 characters that became 280 characters. Right. Type a little bit, listen a little bit, or read a little bit, type a little bit more. Not, I'm about to string this word vomit together. Write a book. You know, right. Right. Go write a book then. <laughs> <laughs> Please go write a book. We need more black books. Right. You know right. I mean? Yeah, we need more black books and less Twitter threads and less GoFundMe campaigns. Go get some life insurance. Right, right. Yeah, facts. So one of the things as far as the whole economic situation. Yes, sir. Is one, we do need to be cognizant of, you know, who are, when, when we're trying to, you know, have it be a black economy and all that type of stuff, we do have to be cognizant of who we're dealing with and the fact that they do have this situation and that problem. And we do need to be mindful of their wallets. Uh, but at the same time, the other thing that you and your teams and the people that are working with you are doing is providing a way to educate. Mm -hmm. And yes, that is also important. So instead of us coming down to somebody's current status, we need to help figure out how to bring them up to where they're supposed to be. Not Absolutely. we are, but where they should be, where they can be. Because again, Absolutely. yeah, there's a lot of like, we are kings and queens. We descended from kings and queens. Whether you, whether that person is educated enough or not, Black Wall Street is within a hundred years. That was not folklore. It's not fantasy. It's not um, medieval times. That was recent, you know? And they yeah. and they and they took it, <laughs> and right? They, you know, and and so it doesn't mean they took it. Oh well, that means right. you know, what can what can we learn? Well, I'm not my ancestor shirts. Well, what are you gonna do? Right. In that, because you're can not. We learn from it, you know, <laughs> what what can we learn from it? And what we don't talk about enough is that Black Wall Street was one, but there were similar situations all across the country. Durham, Mount Bayou, there was a black town here in Arizona. Like they were they were Chicago all over the country. You know, and a lot of there's a book, it's called Red Summer. And and uh, you know, they they were systematically and strategically destroyed 
you know, for very explicit purpose. Uh, but like you said, what can we do and what can we learn? You know, how can we protect something like that if we were to try to rebuild it again? Yes, definitely. When you look at some of the greatest, you know, uh, achievements in black history or even some of the all right uh, black achievements, uh, uh -huh. there was a lot of, for me to get to this and accomplish this, I had to overcome all these things. And right. some of us, you know, some of us have had uh, various challenges here and there. But the fact is, if you put, you know, some of our childhood and adult lives up against some of the historic, you know, historical figures, upbringings and, and lives, and just the fact that we are a free people, and a lot of them might not have been a free people, or their parents weren't a free people. Right. Um, it, 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 it's like they didn't really have all these ready-made excuses that we right. and as far as as far as self-care i'm a big mental health advocate but i'm acknowledging what i have to deal with and then working on it not acknowledging it so i can hop on social media and try to have y'all feel sorry for me that's right. the purpose yeah man it's interesting you said i was i was literally just having this conversation uh with my brother and um I have, I have posted on social media also, it's about, um, when we talk about this, there's sort of on one, so you're, you're absolutely correct. But one lens to look through is that, as you mentioned, our ancestors, those that came before us who, who endured so much to move the ball forward, when we, when we talk about economically, um, we, we know that those gains have been systemically uh, taken away, you know, bit by bit. A lot of the progress that they fought for and that they made from an economic standpoint has been uh, extracted. Wealth has been extracted from our community. Right. Um, opportunities have been withheld from our community and all those types of things. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're we trying to start back at the, at the, at the starting point. You know, so on one on one hand, is that just, uh, and it, it's it's absolutely not. But on the second hand, does anybody care? It, you know, <laughs> and that's the question I was that was the discussion I was having with my brothers. Like, it's not right that we have to try to um, struggle and sacrifice and do all these things that we should have had in the very beginning. Like, if we had got our forty acres, if we had got reparations, if we had got all the things that are due to us, then we wouldn't have to be having these conversations like, okay, we got to go out here and try to buy black and we got to go out here and try to, you know, start with a penny and get a nickel and get a dime and, and build up to, you know, where we can get our own school when we had our own schools and they were burned down. Right. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, even though it's not right, even though it's not just and, and we shouldn't have to, nobody cares. And no, especially nobody with the with the means and the power to do something about it and so it's up to us uh you know and and we have to get to a point where um and and that's the point that i'm getting to now is like it's no more talking you know it's, there's no, talking isn't gonna change anything uh especially when we when we recognize that it doesn't matter how many 
allies we have, how many people that support us or think that Black Lives Matter, if they're not willing to pay a price, if they're not willing to, to work alongside us and struggle alongside us to build uh, a, a, a full future for our children, then it, it matters not. Yes. And that's, that's just the point that we have to come to. Win, lose, or draw, cry, dust yourself off, but that's just what we have to be about in, in this hour right now. But the beautiful part of it is we can do it, you know, it's going to be a hell of a work, you know, but we, we can bring about that kind of change uh, in this season. Very, very excellent point. It's so easy to type, and that's why nonsense gets covered for a whole week. It's really not that difficult to share, um, you know, positivity and progressive and, and relevant content, but it rarely happens, so I'm so appreciative when it does happen, and that's that's what I got to experience today. So I really appreciate because uh, that is it's hard to do. You can get you can get. Hey, did y'all see this? Hey, is this true? Hey, what's the color of this dress? Um, <laughs> it's harder to get. It's harder to get. You know, uh, Kiana uh, from you know New Geechee and her ebook. She put a whole ebook out. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like we're just gonna say, oh yeah, you know, you know anybody that happens, share that in the same way y'all, you know, that that y'all share this other stuff. Right, right. So, so you know, much better situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but even beyond both of those things is what you just stated. Stated actual work and actual consequences, where it looks like where where is no guarantee that the successful positive outcome is immediately, you know, where there's no microwave situation where I do this right later, these things happen. Right, right, right. Where you're realizing that, yo, I'm just about to have to eat this so that my son and my daughter yep. be in a better situation. Like, yeah, like, yeah we got to have, I don't need, and, 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 and like you said, no, not we got to have these difficult conversations. We just gotta do these different. We just gotta do them. <laughs> <laughs> gotta know, have like that's the that's yeah. the um the 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 interesting part. Like I kind of sit back and laugh, uh, not even laugh, just just kind of just sit back and kind of am, am am intrigued and fascinated by where we are now because we we're so used to a certain type of image for leadership and work and and the movement and things like that, not taking into account and not understanding that those things were needed for that particular time. Like the, the charismatic leader and the, and the hero figure and the person who stood up in front of 100,000 people, you know, those, those things were needed for that time. Even the, yeah. even the protests and the sit-ins and those things were needed for that time. Yeah. But 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 even as as that time came to an end, they laid out what was needed next, right? You know, and and that's the time that we're in. It's like we just have to we just have to work and build and 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 make the sacrifices to to build those institutions and to build something for ourselves. Just like everybody has before, just like we had before that was that was burned down, and then everybody came in and learned from it. You know, like. Okay, don't do it that way because your stuff will get burnt down. Right. You know what I mean? So right. we have to learn from the entirety of our history, but 
we have to we have to learn from it and move beyond it. Yeah. And that's what I think it continues to be missed by a lot of people. Cause there are there are a lot of people that are active too. Like I don't want to <laughs> yeah. seem like, you know, it's just a few people out here working. It'd be great if there were more. Right. But a lot of a lot of the work that I see, you know, it's it's using what I call the 50-year-old playbook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh and and we have to get to a point where we learn from what they did and and move beyond it to to what they were talking about. Yes. Um, you know, and what what they talked about, they were unable to do in that time. Right. But we are able to do in this time. And uh, but I think what that requires, what they were talking about and what it needs to be done at this time requires taking ego out. Yeah. Because it Ooh. because that time when when you have the charismatic leader and you had the hero worship and all that stuff, it was a lot of, it was a lot of limelight around yes. that you know and there's a lot of a lot of recognition and notoriety that was going around those times and it seems like people um eschew those eschew those things but you know where we're going right now you know ain't no ain't no limelight there mm-hmm. you know it ain't no it ain't no uh uh flashing lights or, or anything sure. like that our 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 children and grandchildren and, and those that benefit from our work they may never know our names and we have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to be okay with that. That was powerful. That was definitely powerful. You know, the other wild thing is, is for the people that are still just trying to recreate the wheel, like we don't have, there is no, there is no Selma speech. There is no, you know, free at last speech. Nobody in 2018 is doing that. Period. Right. So right. not only are you, wasting your time reinventing the wheel but your will isn't as good <laughs> so, right <laughs> you know, it's like you, you it's, you're just you're not you're, you're justifying why we shouldn't you know these people are justifying why you know we shouldn't still be on that wave because a lot of those individuals were giving exactly all they could and unfortunately they weren't able to um, you know do what we have available and what is right. necessary for our generation Right. Too many of us. Again, plenty of people salute and shout out to y'all that are really doing, you know who you are. Uh, But, but, you know, we know who isn't, isn't involved as well. Right. 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 I mean, I think about that uh, sometimes, like, is that missing? Do we need more of people speaking and more people like laying out the vision and really regurgitating and reiterating what's already been said, you know, that the elders and the ancestors have been saying this stuff, you know, for the last hundred years. Uh, but do we need somebody to say it today? I, I, I personally don't think so. I don't think it's needed. Like, I could go listen to Martin, Malcolm, Garvey. I could go listen to anybody, Ella Baker, Fannie Lou Hamer. I listen to that stuff all the time. So I don't, I don't feel like I necessarily need the, the leadership, quote unquote, but do, do today, do we need that? Do we need more of it? And I go, and I honestly go back and forth. Um, I'd be interested in, in your take, if you feel like that's something that's needed or something that would be beneficial. My, the way I'm personally leaning, especially coming into this year is everybody that's, that is going to work is working. Like everything that we've seen, everything that we've been through, if you're not active now, 
ain't nothing gonna activate you until it shows up at your doorstep and then it's too late. You know? But I could be wrong about that. I don't disagree with you at all. So no, we don't, no. I don't need a forward facing, this is my leader. Uh, right, right, right. You know, because what we learned, uh, again, with the absence of social media is we were able to paint these people as saints. Right, right. No, that they weren't. Right. Uh, and right. and we know that the moment that we're trying to say, you know, in order that we say in order to be a leader, you gotta be the superhero with the cape. And right. that we show that your armor is stripped for whatever, yeah. you know. Right. We'll we'll be the first one. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. We'll do, oh, yeah, oh because you, you, it's not like back that you are, think you're better than us. Right. Cause it's not like people are trying to be that. Like you got right. your Umars of the world, you got your you know what I mean? Your pole lights and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, they, they get tore down every single time. Yep. Yeah. And you know, and you, and you got you got uh both sides because you got, you know, the ridicule that you'll face from our own people. And but then you got, you know, the government coming after you and you know I mean that all those things, the COINTEL Pro, that stuff hasn't get gone anywhere. No, not at all. It got stronger. Yeah. It's only gotten stronger, you yeah. know. They locked the brother up last year for I think six or eight months, you know, on that black identity extremist stuff for and and didn't charge him. Wow, he lost everything. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and unfortunately, and and, and again, these dudes uh, bring bring some of the attention on themselves. Like you don't need help. You don't need help. Like like the the, the you know the adversaries will come at you, but when these two you know these two intellects. Are beefing with each other it's like come on man because over over top over top dog status like kind of you know the thing you said before like i want to be i want to be our malcolm you know right. i want to be or or even even in a sick twisted world because I, I remember that was like a plot point at the end of dear white people um yeah no this is all just an act you know we're, we're just like you play this role i play that role it's a fantastic gig it's like right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all just, we're all just more actors. We're like uh, Skip Bayless can afford to be Skip Bayless. Uh, Bill O'Reilly can afford to act like Bill O'Reilly. Like it's been proven, it's been shown that these dudes really aren't like that. Not like that at all. Yeah, and once you get into that mode, like you got to keep up with it. Yeah, right. So if, if you're creating content and out here doing you know, motivational speech. Like you got that, that's your livelihood. Like right. that's how you gotta continue. That's what you gotta continue to do. Right. Whether whether you actually believe in that stuff or not. And that's a that's a that's a slippery slope. Yes, very much so. I'm in I live in Maryland, which means I'm DC adjacent and DC is heavily on that what do you do? Um, it's not, you know, this is not the only part of the country that's on that. We identify people we identify right. people by what they what we think their work is right right and, and and to and it's to if we overdo it to a fault um and so yes if you pretend to be this then you got to be that because you can't say okay i want to reinvent myself like you might get one of those right. <laughs> you're lucky you know if you're lucky so uh, you know don't be fooled we just talked with y'all but brother ali is about to go do some work i don't even have to you know you know never mind me like that man is is out here. That's how I, I know about him because of how many, how much I heard about what he does. Not because I heard him, you know, not because he typed anything, um, you know, but mostly it's the actions and the kind of people he surrounds himself with. And that that is done outside of the computer. 
so with that being said, like, what would you, you know, as we kind of wrap up, maybe kind of reiterate what, you know, maybe some something you would like the people to hear, or again, you know, how they can find you or uh, some of the, you know, some of the, uh, what you're involved in. I just defer to you. Look, look don't find me. <laughs> you can find yourself. You okay. Oh, 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 say that again. Say it again. <laughs> I, I said, I said, I said, don't find me, find yourself. Wow. Wow. You know, I mean, if, if, if there's something that I can contribute, whatever little I can offer, I, I'll, I'll, I'll happily give it. Um, but I think what's, what's missing now is, uh, like we said before, you know, it's just that lack of connection, um, the lack of understanding of who and what we really are. And uh, it wasn't until I got deep into understanding who I am, what I am, and why I'm here until I got as active, as, as engaged, and as serious as I am about this work. You know, and I think it, it's an opportunity for all of us to, um, to really, you know, understand more about ourselves and understand what it is that we're drawn to, you know, because you said it before, we're in a war. And uh, I, I use a capital W because it's not just black folks, like the whole planet. Like you look at the deforestation, you look at what's happening in the ocean, you look at what's happening to the natural resources in Africa, you look at what's happening every single part of the planet, in Palestine, in, in Brazil, in Canada, everywhere. You look at what's happening to the original indigenous people, you look at what's happened to the animals, to the plants, to the planet, it's devastation. And so you don't have to, we don't have to say, I'm going to go and save everything and save everybody, but find out that one or two things that's, that's important to you, you know, find out what those things that are, that are, um, that you're passionate about, that you feel like this is wrong. And I, I have the ability to do something about it and, and then do it. You know, we don't, we don't need permission. We don't need, um, look, the government shut down, so we don't even need to ask anybody uh, <laughs> to, to, to do anything. You know, we can, we can go out and we can bring about um, change, whether it's massive sweeping change, whether it's the smallest change. Look, one of the, one of the most beautiful stories um, that, I, that I read and I think about often was a guy I think it was over in Asia somewhere. I don't remember if it was China, Japan, something like that. All he did was go and plant one seed every single day. That's all he would do. He would go out and walk. I think it was a, it was a barren land. It was nothing on it. Planted one seed every single day. And when he got old, 30, 40 years later, it was a whole forest. All right? I'm going I'm to send you the link because it, it was something that really happened. And, and, uh, and it was a whole forest. And they showed a picture of him standing in front of it we know that our children and their children and their children are going to inherit a world and what condition is it going to be? Uh, you know, if we, if we do nothing, we know what's going to happen. We know the climate change. We know the deforestation. We know what's happening to the food supply and, and how every single resource is being extracted for profit. We know that those things are happening. So if, if we do nothing, 
then we're, we're guaranteed to uh, let them inherit a, a devastated world that's barren and has no resources. Uh, but if we if we do if we make the decision the choice to do something about it, uh, then they have a fighting chance, you know. And we have a fighting chance to 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 get back our our dignity and get back, uh, you know, the what was taken from us. Um, so 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 that's that's all that 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 I'm about, especially going into this year is is let's just get serious about um, about what it's going to take and start. You know, we may not we may not finish it, but at least if we pick it up and carry it halfway, then that's that's less that our children have to carry. If if we do nothing, we know it's going to happen. If we do work, there's no promise and no guarantee that it'll all turn out perfect. And that's I think that scares a lot of people. Yeah, that's also you know the whole the thing about something not being guaranteed is it could go either way. So. That yeah. becomes your mindset. But Go you ahead. get look. But you guarantee the loss if you if you do yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But you and, and 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 again, some people are comfortable. They know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outcome there, and it's 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 wow. That so that comes back to wow. They have really they have really messed with with your mind. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Like that. The escapism is is one hundred percent real. Like yeah. I know this box. I know this corner of of the 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 planet is mine and. And I'm safe here. Yes. You know, and that's and that's a reality for a lot of people. But it won't always be safe. Mm. You know, it, it, it is no, there's no guarantee that it's always going to be safe. Right. Um, there's there's no guarantee that you'll always have what you have now. Right. And uh, um, and so that's what and that's what we have to get to is 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 getting to a place where you know if we if we sit back and we let the oppressed people continue to be oppressed. If they're wiped out, who's gonna get oppressed next? <laughs> who 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 are they coming after next? Right. We we already know who they're coming after. <laughs> we already know. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. because we the ones they've been coming after for the last four hundred years. You know, and we and we barely got some type of semblance of freedom fifty years ago. And you know, we clinging on to it, which I get. You know, I'm not saying we gotta risk our freedom, but like we can there's still work that we can do. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, or or and if you ain't, and if you're not about the work, that's fine. Support somebody that is. You know, you can. You, there's there are tons of organizations all over the country, all over the world that are fighting for justice, that are fighting for the planet, that are fighting for you know, fighting against uh, corruption, all these things. Like you could send an anonymous donation, right? You could you could give them some free expertise some free game like Keona right. said right. you know like this there's, there's st- like let's think outside the box here like there's still things that we can do uh to to help and support uh the the freedom struggle beyond going out on the front lines and and being a, a revolutionary you right. know and putting your freedom and your family at risk like that's not everybody's calling no no everybody can do something but you we got you got to uh make the decision to do it brother ali you know i think what people really need to understand is we it was off the strength so i was off the strength of of of, of that of that annika interview again shout out to his her, her story raps cuz she's doing amazing things 2019 <laughs> absolutely right but it was off the strength of that 
and conversations there and, and you know, Kiana and a couple other people, uh, shout out TCC, uh, the group me. Uh, yeah, yeah. That let me know that you are an individual I needed to kind of get in touch with. And even still, it was a, you know, it was just like a mutual respect, but we, you know, haven't met, haven't really truly chopped it up and saved that for this conversation. So this was incredible to do this, um, you know, pseudo blind. I mean, you know, (laughs) really, you know what I mean? This was incredible. And I really hope it resonates. I know some of them, I know I can count on a couple of them and they're going to be like, yeah, that's, that's Jermel and that's brother Ali. Um, I hope it reaches some more people. I hope it could have been something else was pushing you in this direction. And this also helped or whatever. You know what I mean? I just hope y'all can't keep hearing amazing people and knowing that amazing people out here exist outside of what the television tells y'all is amazing, are the amazing people. And you keep saying, yeah, but I'm still knowingly do, you know, just be average. Like, let's, let's please stop that, you know? Um, so brother Ali, I really appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Man, pleasure all mine, brother. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Definitely good to chop it up with you. Hope we get an opportunity to chop it up some more whenever yeah. you're in Phoenix. Because uh, it, it's funny, we have been kind of dancing around the same circle for a long time. I, yeah. I, I came to a couple of uh, of the illiterates book clubs. I know you partnered mm. with Chris on that. Shout out, uh, yeah, brother Anthony and and Chris. Yeah, both yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, you you you've been doing some incredible things, man. I just hope you keep it up and wish you the best of success with everything. Oh man, blessings, blessings, much appreciated, brother Ali. Um, you know, he will, <clears throat> you'll see him, um, uh, but don't go find him, find yourself. I love that. Um, <laughs> love that. Love it. I, I mean, hopefully, I fit like find me if, if you need me. Find yeah, right. Me, <laughs> right, right. There you go. Yeah. That's not what they like, about. You told me not to go in. <laughs> right. Right. Let's, let's clear that up. Oh, yes. Okay. Right. Right. I mean, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm a servant. You know, whatever mm-hmm. I can do. But you know, I just know that that's not that's not going to sustain uh, people. You right. know, you got it. It's got to be come. It's got to come from the inside. No question. No, no doubt, man. Yeah, yeah. Bless you, brother. Um, yes, sir. Doing great, great things. And so we're out of here. Uh, that was Smart Dope Podcast. Have a great night.